Welcome to Chapter 45 of Jeff and Julie Move to France During a Global Pandemic. Hey, who doesn't love a mascot? Yeah, the Paris Olympic Committee just introduced their official mascots for the 24 Games. We'll talk about that. Also, Black Friday, white cars, and a whole lot more. Let's go. Well, so much for our uh, a plan of doing a podcast on Christmas markets. Well, it's it's only late November. They're, they're kicking into gear in most of the villages. But I think one of the main reasons we haven't gotten out is it's been pouring rain almost every day. Yeah, for, I, I, I'd say for five days straight, four or five days straight, it's just been pouring. Yeah, and, and so it's just not fun to be out and about. So we're going to wait for some better weather to go check out the Christmas markets. And, you know, everybody keeps saying, well, it's good for the water table. Well, I'm off of that novelty, okay? I think the table is satisfied now. <laughs> the, the table is set. Yeah. The table <laughs> is set. Enough already. And, yes. and you know, we've got this leaky old barn and, you know, my new workshop's in the barn. So I'm kind of like, uh, okay, we're dodging dodging bullets here. But, uh, no, it has been raining quite a bit. It's uh, it's pretty mossy out there. And so that's the reason we just, you know, it's just no, I, I don't even know if there would be one market going on during this slop. Well, there are some that are indoors. Oh. Huh. So... Uh, you know, they're in there, either the mairie or... Oh, so we don't, we, we really don't have an excuse then. <laughs> Thanks. Well, no, they haven't happened yet. It's, it's, it's only like late November. You know, we've got three weeks to go before yeah. the holiday season. I know, but you, you were saying that they do start in November. They do start, yeah. Okay. Well, maybe next week we will uh, take another crack at that. Uh, but in the meantime, we've also had some more work done here. Um, and unfortunately it's not finished because boy, could we ever have used the, the dog shower this week of all weeks? Well, one of our dogs particularly gets very muddy because he's got a fixation with cars. So he races up to the gateway to the fencing and he's actually carved out a little circuit. It's a highway. It's, 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 it's Bradley's highway. And what, how, how deep would you say the curves are? Like, <laughs> like I'd say, I'd say three to four inches uh, deep now in the middle of the, yeah. And it's just, it's, it's this exact precise highway that he runs up and around the fence and he does it a couple of times per car. Yes. Per car that goes by. Yes. And, and I don't know how he knows that the car is coming. Oh, he hears it for way before we do. And he just races up there. Yeah. Anna tries to block him, which causes a oh, bit of a kerfuffle. They get they get pissy when that happens, <laughs> don't they? Oh, it's yeah. funny. Yeah, she tries to block uh, him running up to the top and he So, when it's raining, it looks like he's wearing black socks. Fortunately, he's the easiest of the dogs to clean. Yes. But still, this is when we need to shower and uh it was supposed to be done but uh the the guy who was uh installing the the basin for it got sick and i mean you know a lot of people are sick right now so yes that's that's kind of what happens there but we will include some uh pictures on the facebook page of what we're trying to do anyway we could we have this little room which had um and still does have an old washer and dryer in it but you call it the scary room yeah I think there, it's it's very low, like it's it, it's probably not even six feet tall, right? Well, it's just a little space that doesn't have a door. That's okay. We don't need a door. 
Well, it'd be convenient to have a door so that we don't have uh, birds and mice and those type of creatures. Well, you're never going to keep mice out, but... In any case, it's it's a, 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 it's a scary room. It's It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, so the washer and dryer in there is for rags and dog towels and that kind of stuff, which is it works great. Everything is kind of all in there and mm-hmm. compact. It's a very mm-hmm. small room, and it's a utility room off of the barn. So it's it's actually a great spot because after you clean the dogs up, it's a quick walk to the house, yep. and you know we you leave all that dirt outside somewhere. Yeah, we don't have to do the twelve paw bucket rin- rinse. Well, it's it's still going to be twelve paws. It's, yeah, but it's a lot easier just yeah. to take a hose. And, well, you and, used to have this at the condo, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and Anna loved it. It was really easy to keep her calm. The water temperature was perfect. Uh, it, easy, clean, towel, boom. Yeah, and, and we would also keep a, like a bunch of towels out there, nice dry towels. Yeah. And and yeah. Uh, so, yeah, when we get it all tickety-boo, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, sit, we'll show the uh, after photos. But, uh, yeah, I'll include some before photos on this uh, installment of the Facebook page. Uh, we, uh, we're, we're getting sort of half excited, I guess you could say, about the Olympics, but there's a lot of negatives. Well, so it's, it's two years, less than two years away. Oh, I know. But, but this has been going on since almost the announcement. I don't even know when that would have been. But I was reading an article... And I'm reading this and I'm going, holy cow, there's a big fight going on between the hotels and Airbnb. And then I look at the date on the article, 2019. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's been a a significant issue between hotels and Airbnb, regardless of the Olympics scenario. Worldwide, worldwide. Worldwide. Yeah. You know, Airbnb doesn't doesn't pay the same amount of taxes. There aren't the same kind of rules and regulations that they need to follow that hotels do. So they feel that it's unfair competition. Same with uh, Uber versus taxis. Right. You know, and we've been through that. But I mean, this is just, uh, this is the marketplace working. And so what Airbnb, <laughs> according to what I, you know, gleaned from this article, what Airbnb was was struggling with was the pressure that the Hotel Association was putting on them. Mm-hmm. And then there, and then as a result, the committee and the government. So Airbnb goes and drops, according to this article, like 450,000 euros to sponsor, you know, be one of the sponsors of the Olympics. And then honestly... Like four years after the Olympics, the money continues to come in. This is what I got from this article. So they basically bought their way into, I guess, the hearts of the committee. And then the Hotel Association says, well, I'll tell you what, if you don't straighten out this competition thing, then we're pulling the pin on the Olympics. Yeah, I think they had committed to the Olympic Committee that they would have 40,000 rooms available. Right. Um, And I think they're thinking about... Um, pulling the pin on that. So uh, don't, don't really know where it sits right now. Tried to do uh, some more uh, Googling on it, but I'm sure they'll get this thing resolved within enough time for people to book their Olympic plans. But the other side of this thing is going to be hundreds of thousands of people in Paris. And uh, at a time when a lot of Parisians uh, make the, the trek down to the southwest and south of France anyway, 
So we were talking to our neighbor, Olivier, and he said, my brother's up there and there's no way in hell he's staying for the Olympics. So he's thinking of enlisting his apartment with Airbnb and getting out of Dodge. And I'm thinking, well, holy crap, that's going to be a lot of people. So Mm -hmm. I actually think we're going to have more people down here for the Olympics than normal from Paris. I think you're right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, getting back to Airbnb just for a second, when I went on the the homepage for the Paris Olympics, they're the number one sponsor that shows up. And they're a global donor. So if they only paid 450,000 euros. Million. Oh, million. 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 (laughs) Did I say thousand? Uh, I, I, no, no, no. $450 million. Oh, euros. Right. Is what I got from it. Well, that makes more sense. I yeah. didn't do well in math, though. <laughs> and so if I'm three zeros out, <laughs> you know. We're all in trouble. What? <laughs> <laughs> What's three zeros among friends? What's three zeros among les amis? Uh, yes. Uh, but I, no, no, it wasn't wasn't thousands. It was millions. And so, yeah, no, they, they solved that problem pretty pretty quickly. Mm. They just uh, announced their mascots. <laughs> <laughs> so the mascots are little red hats called fridges. You know what? And I'm sorry to say this, but they look like those. They look like uh, those. Va- they look like those vagina hats that oh. the. But, yeah, but red. Not pink. Well, but they kind of do. They kind of do. Um, except that the Fringian cap has been around for centuries. So the, the Me Too movement stole the idea? I don't know. A cap is a cap. Cap's uh. a cap. But here's the thing for me. I am not a mascot fan. Now, if, if, if your justification for having a mascot, and I just don't know why, is for kids, okay, then I, I'm, I'm fine with it. If mascots are just for, for sort of the kids participation and the coolness of that i get it but i i i don't understand the need for mascots i saw what i thought was a mascot for the world cup and and i'm telling you i thought it was a kkk rally the best thing i ever saw with respect to mascots was in (laughs) ace ventura pet detective when they all fought one another now that (laughs) that is funny yeah no but these these um Phrygian uh, caps have um, been a, a symbol for liberty um, forever. Actually, while they were building the Notre Dame Cathedral, a lot of the workers were wearing um, those caps. So, you know, it, it has importance and significance. And their mandate is to encourage people to get moving and to play sports and, and get physically active. So they're yeah they're they're so it's a it's a message and a marketing campaign and the whole yes. thing I get I get it yeah I, I get it I just I, I I'm not I'm not a big hype I don't like to I don't buy into hype a lot so uh, yeah you know. do do you know about Marianne who's that Marianne um she's the symbol of of French liberty oh um you know when you got all your traffic tickets like she, oh, her, yeah. her little face is there with the logo on the French on the French yeah, government logo Yeah she's wearing she's wearing a, oh. a Phrygian cap and she has a name I did not know Marianne she had... yeah oh. yeah um and so you know again it's just adds to the significance of of the message that they're they're Sorry I dropped my them. glasses <laughs> of the, the ones that are broken Yeah Yeah 
I, uh, you know, uh, convey freedom and liberty. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's a, it's a worthy message. And if you can find any way to remind me of my traffic tickets, you will do that. <laughs> well, yeah. that was a good chapter. No, that was a good a chapter. A couple, three chapters. <laughs> Very funny. Well, so we're we're going to because this was just released this week, so I'll definitely uh, include some pictures of these mascots and Marianne and Marianne on the uh, Facebook page at uh, Jeff and Julie moved to France, and you can decide for yourself if you like mascots or if you think they're cute or if you think they add in some way to the excitement and the message. Of... Well, I like that they have the Olympic frige, and then they've got the Paralympic. Ah, that's true. Because oh, that's right. Because one of them has like a like an artificial limb. Yes, and uh, yes. Yeah, that no, it's really cool. It's uh, as cool as a mascot can get, I guess. Yeah. I you used know, to like Yuppie. Does that help? You used to like Yuppie. I liked Yuppie. Oh, he was happy and fun. Yeah. Yeah. I liked Yuppie. Yeah. He, unless he got in the way of a play. I mean, he's a big. He was a big mascot. So if you're down there. You know, kind of field level, and you got these great seats, and all of a sudden he gets on the dugout and starts mm. traipsing back and forth. That's a little annoying. It's blocking your view. Right. So then you don't love Yuppie so much. Not so much in that case. Right. Okay. Well, um, interesting. The other day while you were in the, in your atelier, oui. uh, the uh, doorbell rings or the gate bell rings. Yeah. And two women are there and, you know, I, I, I don't know if we're expecting a delivery because that happens quite a bit around here or I didn't really know. Um, and so I let them in and and sure enough, um, they're lovely ladies um, and they wanted to make sure that I was uh, a good person. And I told them that I am a good person and that, uh, well, it was kind of a religious. Oh, it was the, yeah. oh, okay, the people yeah, who come like to it, the, it, Yeah, mm. come judgment day. Oh, am yeah. I going to be one of the ones selected? How am I living what my life? What is it, 90,000 90, that they ta- they're taking I'm after sure. all these I'm years? I'm not sure. 180,000. But, but oh, you my. know, read me some passages, some passages and, oh, and, and, and you nice. missed the whole thing. Oh, boy, that's a shame. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I... Uh, you know, you you know, fill your boots on religion, but I just don't like it rammed down my throat, and I'll never forget they came up the lane. <laughs> oh, jeez, this was fantastic. They came up the laneway in Rockwood one time, and it had just rained, and I'm out playing with the dogs, and I just let the whole thing happen. They get out of their car and their Sunday best, nice dresses, and everybody's wearing a suit, and I just sat there with my arms crossed. Boy, have you gotten out of the car at the wrong place today because our dogs love people. And the dogs went over there and just jumped all over them, tails a wagon, Mm -hmm. mud flying everywhere. Yep. Yeah. You know, those are two instances that are very similar because we we have a similar type property here. Right. You know, in Rockwood, they first of all had to find the driveway and then drive a kilometer up to the house. (laughs) I hope it was worth it. (laughs) <laughs> and, you know, here it's it's in rural France. Uh, you know, there are no neighbors. So, you know, that that these people take the time and they, they've got this mission. Um, they take the time to come and speak to people out in, in the middle of nowhere. It's pretty remarkable. Yeah, and that's their directive, right? That's what uh, they're supposed to spread the word. Yes. And uh, our place seems to be no exception. I'm surprised they even found it. 
Well, I think they were just driving up the little the little road. SWAT team can never find it. And we're just yeah. <laughs> our delivery people can't find I it. I know. <laughs> oh uh, wow! So, uh, but and you you assured them though that you were a good I, person. I told them I was a good person. And what did they say to that? They said that's good. <laughs> <laughs> was that enough to make them hightail it the hell out of here? Uh, well, I, I it was around lunchtime, and I just told them that. Um, I needed to go make lunch for my husband. <laughs> who's not I'm a good who, person. Who's not a good person. Right. <laughs> so you better get out. <laughs> I wonder how many excuses they, they have uh, heard over the years, you know. But I, I see, I typically just don't let them in. But, you know. Well, you, you, you know, I, I didn't really, I wasn't expecting anybody. But, you, you, you know, when someone. Well, that's the problem. They're, they're, I find it rude to just, you know me. I've, I've, I always say to my friends, no drop-ins. No drop-ins. If you're if you're coming up, give a call. Just I, you know, it was always one of those things. I'm not a drop-in kind of. Yeah, well, fella. you want to make sure that who that, that you're. Uh, well, your place is presentable, and you know you know somebody's coming, and the whole thing. Yeah, just drop in. I mean, we we do the same when we go visit friends. We let them know that we're. Um, yeah, of course. Going to be coming by. Yeah. Is that okay? And if not, no problem. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So you also found uh, this week uh, something amusing, and this is where it really helps to speak both languages as perfectly as you do, because you get to you get to enjoy humor when you hear something funny on one or the other language that sort of relates to the other language. Yeah. Well, this is kind of juvenile. I'm not proud of myself, but so maybe you're not such so a good I- person. <laughs> I kind of giggled because they were talking about Greenpeace, and they don't they don't translate Greenpeace. It's the name of the organization. So when the announcer is talking about Greenpeace, this is what it sounds like: Greenpeace. <laughs> so g- give me a sentence. Um, la société Greenpeace <laughs> uh, a sauvé des bateaux. So it it just kind it just struck me kind of funny funny. because you know I'm listening to French radio and and so many times English just pops pops in like you know like like Black Black Friday weekend uh, the the, those those terms do not get translated. It's it's really I I find the the use of weekend like you're losing one syllable because in in French it's what fetsamen fin de semaine oh. Two syllables, but I think it's just a cool. They like to use it as a cool word. It's, oh, okay. it's not so much to save. They use "cool" a lot too, or they. Oh, yeah. w- I've heard that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. The, the the whole green piss thing. It, I I if I heard that on the radio, I would I would not be able to stop laughing. So you're juvenile. I know too? I'm very juvenile <laughs> and not a good person. <laughs> hey, what's with you taking pictures of all your uh, solo socks? So our shipment, um, my shipment from the condo arrived, and there were, I still had some clothes at the condo. So I decided that I would organize my sock drawer. Wow, you have an exciting life, good, good person. <laughs> so I pulled everything out and made sure that everything was in pairs. And there were at least a dozen single socks with no mate. And I thought that was very sad. It happens a lot in our house, and I'm wondering if, you, if like, you you toss one out or something accidentally, or no, it's a common phenomenon. It happens to people all over the place. Like in the UK, eighty four million socks go missing every month. 
What what are they doing over there? Well, so this was a a study that was conducted by Samsung. So clearly they wanted to, you know, talk about their washing machines. But they said that washing machines are quite complex and so are dryers. So sometimes if it's a small item, it gets caught in between ah, or it goes out, out that, the vent. Not or it to goes, that degree. Uh, you know, and they also say that people don't love doing laundry, so they don't pay attention. I think that's what happens with you. I think you, you just grab a bunch and chuck them in and then they get separated. Yeah. Yeah, quite possibly. Um, This study also said that it happens more frequently when men do laundry, that socks are lost. Men do laundry? (laughs) That's cool. Good for them. Wow. So, like, not only socks, but, you know, the shipment came in with some some flatware that I had at the condo. And here at the house, what we... the Oh, forks! Yeah, the flat... Where do the forks go? I don't know where the forks go. And some spoons. And some spoons. Now, how is that possible? Now, and when when you were... You counted them out the other day, and we had cutlery serving for eight... And all you could come up with was five spoons, and you sent me out in the workshop. And and I did. I went everywhere looking for spoons, and I I, don't know where they are. I don't know where they go. I do not know where they go. I think people, I think someone comes into the house and steals them. Or, you know, or you misplace it. Yeah, but if you misplaced it, it would be somewhere. Although you've, you've lost one of our alarm system fobs. And you keep saying, oh, I'll find it. And that's, what, two months now that I haven't had well, my Well, I haven't fob? really had time to look for it. No, because you're organizing sock drawers. <laughs> well, I'm trying to clear out all the wardrobe boxes that came. No, I know. We're just about there, right? Just about. Yeah. Just about. I've got a massive trip to the Deshettery on the on the calendar for next week. Maybe two. I think it's two I think it's point. two. Yeah. 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 So that brings me to the French phrase of the day. Forks or socks? Socks. Do, do you know what socks are in French? Uh, chaussette? Yes, good, okay. Les chaussettes. Oui. So I actually have three very short sayings. Three now? Yeah. So. Do, do the three make one, if you know no, what I mean? No, they're no, all different. They all have different significances. Okay. So here's the first one. Okay. Laissez tomber quelqu'un. Comme une vieille chaussette. Laissez tomber quelqu'un comme une vieille chaussette. So, uh, fall, fall. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is, so, let's say is keep. Uh, or, or, it's it's left. Let. 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 Let falling. Let. So, one more time. Laissez tomber quelqu'un. Okay. Uh, comme une vieille chaussette. Left falling. Hmm. <laughs> It's just so bad. Okay, so it just... It, what an idiot. It, I mean, no, no, no. no. It, 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 me, it means... I'm a year deep into this thing now, and I still... <laughs> well, it's it's more like let someone fall like a dirty sock. Oh. That means dump someone. Oh. Whoa. That's, that's a nasty comparison. A dirty sock? Yeah. An old sock? Yeah. Actually, it's, a, it's an old sock, not an a dirty sock. sock, but yeah. Wow, okay. Well, yeah. So one more time on that one? Laissez tomber quelqu'un comme une vieille chaussette. Quelqu'un. Someone. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Yes. All right. Maybe I'll do better with number two. You will. Boire un jus de chaussette. Oh. Uh, t- drink juice? Boire un jus de chaussette. Jus being... Juice. Juice. Yeah. So drink juice. Mm-hmm. 
Socks? Mm-hmm. Drink juice socks? <laughs> what the hell? No, it means when, you're, when you have a, something bad to drink. It's, it's like it's a bad coffee, so you're, you're drinking something that's like socks. Well, you didn't say cum, socks. No. Boire un jus de chaussette. De chaussette. So it's drinking a sock beverage. Means drinking something that's not tasty. Holy. Okay. Well, I, I mean, I got all the words, but yeah. the, the actual sentence doesn't make much sense to me. But okay. No, I, I get the sentiment, though. Yes. Yeah. And, so, and it's funny. Sometimes they'll say that about the Bordeaux wines. Oh, like dirty socks. Dirty socks. And ah, that's where that comes from. Because okay. I'm telling you, some of those Bordeaux wines, they uh, it's it's like some of the scotches in in Scotland. You, you need to really acquire the taste for them or have the right thing to complement eating with them. Because just alone, they've got a dirty sock sort of... Or maybe some people like old, oh, so- old oh, dirty true. socks. Yeah, I, that's I, true. You know, I don't know. Here's the last one. All right. Avoir... Le moral dans les chaussettes. Have morals with your socks? <laughs> kind of in close. your socks? Yes. Have morals in your socks. Mm-hmm. So think about it. What what do you think that would mean? Morals. I, I don't know what. It's being in a in a bad mood. What? Well, moral is not moral. It's oh. not moral is your, your humor, your oh, your okay. being. So it's being in your socks, so that's low. Oh, I see. It's just, it's just it's a low. Mm-hmm. You're in your socks. Oh, I see. Right. So it's being in a bad mood. I like that one. You like that one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, you'll have to use it. Um, avoir le moral dans les chaussettes. <laughs> that's how we've all kind of felt this last week with the rain. Just kind of a little trist. A little, a little yeah, sad. It's a little sad. It's a little yeah. sad. Okay. Well, that very nice, lovely uh, French phrases of the day. And yeah, it was a bonus round. It was a bonus round. I, I just find that they uh, often use metaphors here in, in France, they, like whether it's with cheese or socks or... Yeah. Mustard. Yeah. We, I don't think we do that as much in English. To say we're in a bad mood, you just say we're in a bad mood. We don't say, holy cow, I'm feeling as low as my socks. You, we, just, <laughs> we just don't. It's not something we do. I haven't really thought about that. Yeah, they do that a lot here, which is cool. You know, play around with the language. Okay, thank you, Julie. The French phrases of the day. So we're out the other day uh, having a walk in the middle of this rain. (laughs) And we thought, oh, let's kill two birds with one stone. There's there's a saying. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's a bad one. I know, it's a bad one. Uh, so we're walking down into our nearby village and we thought we'd take the time to drop off a very, very important document in the mail. So important that it was an original form, which they discouraged us from sending, but we just thought we'd just get it over with. It's off to the, the Revcan, the CRA, and we just thought, oh, we'll just fill it out, send it off. But we thought we'd take this opportunity to walk it down there. Uh, during our little motor, our one-hour motor around. And it's teeming rain. Teeming rain. We both have umbrellas. Both have umbrellas. I put the envelope in a plastic bag to protect it. Yes, you did. And then I put it... In your coat. In my coat. But here's the thing, and I'm just going to throw this out there as a a suggestion for Uh, next time. uh And, uh, and, and, you know, you can take this and and do with it what you want. It's free advice. 
You're welcome. But uh, what I would suggest is next time you do that, and a good idea with the plastic, but I would put the opening of the bag, I would, I would face that up. Mm. That's what I would do. I would face mm. the opening of the bag up as opposed to down mm-hmm. where the letter could fall out and did mm-hmm. in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, well, that's what I would suggest. I, I would suggest next time I will tape the top of the bag. Sure. So that way, if I have the misfortune uh-huh. of, of flipping the envelope yeah. upside down, mm-hmm. it doesn't slip out of the plastic bag. Yeah. You're, you're, you've got your bases covered when you do it that way. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it wasn't any big deal. No. Uh, well, we, we were very lucky. The we the karma wheel was uh, spinning in our favor because, <laughs> and this also goes to sort of talk as to how remote we are. Well, I don't mean remote, but just how few oh, people. Oh, I would use well, remote. Okay. Well, whatever. How few people there are here. And so we didn't, neither one of us noticed the thing fall out. And it's bizarre because at this stage in the walk, it stopped raining. We walked for another 10 minutes before this one noticed <laughs> that... That I had a plastic bag without an envelope. Right. And and I'm, I'm thinking, original document, original document. And so now I'm running uphill <laughs> against the wind. And, and it's so it's another 10 minutes. So it's 20 minutes that this envelope is sitting in the middle of our road... And not one car passed. <laughs> not one. The envelope was in pristine condition. <laughs> it stopped raining for the full 20 minutes. It didn't fall in a puddle. It did not fall in a puddle. It was actually mailable in its current state. So we, we touched a bullet. But I think some of us in the group learned a very important lesson. I'm a good person. <laughs> Before we go, we got to tell you, uh, it's 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 Black Friday here, just like it is everywhere else. I don't know. They they must have picked up on this. I don't know. Well, it, it's an American thing, right? Cyber Cyber yeah. Week and Cyber, Black Friday, yeah. and yeah, and and it makes then the third sort of sales season that they have here because they mm-hmm. have one. They they don't have sales throughout the year here typically. You know how we, how we would in Canada, uh, but they have one in. Jan 1, and then... Yeah, they've got a, a, a winter sale and a summer sale. In in July. And then they have this cyber one, which yes. is mainly an online thing, although you can score some deals at some places. But, yes. Uh, but, and, and they call it Black... They don't call it Vendredi Noir. No, no they call it Black Friday. Black Friday. <laughs> and uh, to contrast that, uh, I keep pointing this out to the guests that come here. I said, look out, look, look for how many white cars there are. <laughs> because it's the first thing I noticed once we landed here. Holy smokes, are there a lot of white vans and white cars? So uh, I forgot to post this the other day, but I'll post it on, on uh, our Facebook page for this week. When we were at the Chateau de Rasse and having lunch, I looked out from our the, the little patio that we're terrace that we were sitting at, and the whole parking lot was white cars. So yes. I, I had to take a picture, mm-hmm. and it's not uncommon. No, no, no. Like there are no, I, I don't see any trucks that are any other color. Very seldom. It's really, really rare. And if they are, they're from another country. Yeah. Yeah. Like you mean those little panel vans? Yeah, the little panel, like most uh, electricians yeah. or they're all you know, white. They're Every all white. Yeah. And and a lot of cars are white. More cars than it's it's definitely probably half of the cars here are white, and then the other half make up whatever other colors. Hey, do you think it's because it's w- very warm during the summer? Could be. 
and yeah. white cars don't heat up as fast as black cars. That's right. Just oh. ask Gino Vanelli. Right. <laughs> So, the weather for next week looks like it's clearing up a bit. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's going to be crisp, but uh, but clear skies. So, And it's also going to be the end of November, so hopefully there will be a Christmas market in there, and we will try take two with the Christmas markets uh, on next week's podcast. Until then, à bientôt. À très vite.